slow. Get ready for an hour of comedy that hits the G spot. I'm single and I am railing dicks left, right, center right now. This is a safe space for anyone who's horny for comedy. I've come making out with a girl. The sun may be going down, but we are heating things up. I need jizz. I need semen. You know what's funny about sex? Okay, if a butthole and a penis were in a fire, and you could only save one of them, which are you saving? I'd probably save a penis. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But that poor butthole. Welcome to After Hours with Zach Noe Towers. Oh, Oh, yes! Welcome to After Hours with me, Zach Noe Towers. Across from me is the impossibly handsome, impossibly funny... Joel Kim Booster. Oh my God, you need to quit it. I will never quit it. Okay. Never. If you don't know, Joel has a special on Netflix right now called Psychosexual. It's incredible. You. Um, you're also on Big Mouth. You've done too much. You wrote and starred in Fire Island. Yep. One of the funniest, most important films oh I've ever God. seen. Oh my God, I would not now. <laughs> now I know you're making fun of me. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I truly, I really loved Fire Island. Thank you so much. Yeah. Zach. I, I, that, I appreciate that because I got to tell you, not everybody did. And there is no one who is more willing to come up to me and tell me what they didn't like about my movie no. than a gay guy. Uh, oh my God, gay guys love to give notes on a movie that is done, finished, fully edited. <laughs> Right. In the can. And then the other thing is, I I honestly think this is a byproduct of people assuming I have a much bigger ego about the movie than I do. But especially like in gay spaces, gay guys do feel the need to neg me about it first before giving me the compliment. Like the number of times over the last year and a half that I have heard the phrase something along the lines of. I don't care what anyone else says. Oh. I actually really liked your movie. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no. Just just say nothing. If you can't say, like, if you can't say it like a normal human being, yeah. then just off. say nothing. That's or the like, person who goes, well, I thought you were funny. Yeah. After the, yeah, comment, yeah. After the stand-up <laughs> show, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. No, you were a solo. It is, it is crazy. And like, and then they'll like gush about it after that. But I'm just like, it is so weird. Well, and the other day, I or a couple weeks ago, I went and did a show and this this queer girl was like, yeah, I really love Fire Island. I don't know why it didn't really take off for you. And I was like, well, wait. <laughs> um, I I mean, it did. It won like a bunch of awards. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I was like, I, I. And the thing is, is I think it's like her personal circle probably didn't like watch it or love it. And so she's like extrapolating that that's how the world sure. received it. But like, I literally looked her in her face and I was like, well, I'm Emmy nominated, so I don't really give a <laughs> shit. Like, like, it's crazy though. No, people are so weird. And people are like giving me specific notes about like how the movie should have ended a certain scene or something like that. And like, listen, there are legitimate criticisms of the movie. I'm not saying there's not, but like so many people telling me about like things that they wish I did differently. I'm like, well, the movie is made. It's done, my baby. Darling. Yeah. The reboot in eight years. Yeah. You can fi- you fi- quote unquote fix, fix it then. It, yeah. Wow. And people really want a sequel or they think they do anyways. And I have to tell you, like, can you name a lot of good comedy sequels? It's mm. tough. And I just, I feel like people want that. But then they'll see it, and it's like Miss Congeniality too. Oh, you know? right. Which I couldn't name a scene from if you no. asked me to. And like they're they're just like legally blonde too, fried white and blonde. Yeah. yeah, you know. And it's like they just never like I would never write a sequel to that movie just to write a sequel to that movie. Like if something like 
comes to me. Like, I would love to work with that casting end, sure. those people that produce everybody involved. Like, would love to get the band back together. But I have a feeling it's going to happen in more of like a Christopher Guest like repertory. Like, I'll just cast the same. I was going to say in different roles, yeah, yeah, yeah. different stories. Different stories. Yes, yes please yeah. do that. Yeah, in the Joel Kim Booster universe. Exactly. I <laughs> exactly. love that. The extended connected universe of Fire Island. That's. Um, well, I, I, I'll be ready to watch it whenever you're ready to make it. Great. <laughs> so this is the show about sex. Uh-huh. How does that, that. How does that make you feel? Where I mean- does, Yeah, where does sex land? How much of your brain does sex occupy? Oh, I mean, too much, probably. <laughs> and I feel like I have, I've always found like a kindred spirit in you <laughs> in that like I, I feel like a lot of our sets um, <laughs> revolve around sex in, 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 in like a- in an interest, in a way that like pushes it beyond just like, isn't it crazy that we have sex with our butts? You know, right? We're like, he got really up in like, there's like, like- it, there's a genuine like interest. I I feel genuinely interested in sex and how people have sex, and like I that's why like crowd work around sex stuff is not. I'm not doing it because to get a rise out of exclusively people. to get a rise out of people. Uh, I mean, it is the the fun byproduct. Yeah, of, it. of course. But I'm genuinely curious. Yes. I want to know how you fuck. This is so refreshing to hear that you also feel the same way. I just talked to Nikki Glazer. Same yeah. thing. And it's not even that we're like outwardly horny towards people. No. It's that fascination and the fact that no one talks about it mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. Like talk about it vaguely and like, oh, that person's hot. Oh, I want to fuck them. But like, no, it's like, no, what happens behind closed doors? Like, mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to know where I fall yeah. in the like, is this standard practice for people having anal sex kind of thing. Well, and I have to tell you, I mean, we were talking a little bit briefly about this before, but like I'm in an open relationship. I've been going going on three years now and we communicate more than I think most other couples in monogamous relationships do because we have to. Yep. And we have to like, and like in order to like, it, it, like keep our own spark alive and like the the sex between us alive like so much of it is about like we end up because we're communicating about the sex we're having with other people and the boundaries that we set for that it also like dovetails into conversations about our own sex mm-hmm. and I feel like we talk about it more than a lot of other couples do because we're sort of forced to and and so I think like that and like I've been so conditioned of 12 years of talking to people and audiences about sex that it doesn't even phase me to totally. be like, babe, like what's going on? Like, what do you want? Yeah, like, like how is this, how are you feeling about X, Y, Z? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, can you talk about a little bit about your, is this your first open relationship? This is my first relationship, period. Okay, I love that. Yeah. But you were like a dater. W- w- was being in a relationship ever a goal? Yeah, I think in my 20s, like all I wanted was a boyfriend. Like I was so love struck. I like, wa- I, I, I had several like people that I would be like infatuated with yes. and like wanted to be my boyfriend. It never happened for me in my 20s. I never really made it past the third date. I really never dated a guy for more than like a couple months at a time. Like there was nothing ever serious. Um, and then like I hit my 30s, I got hot and I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't want a boyfriend. I was like, I'm like, like, I'm great. I'm doing, I was working, I was doing a lot of work on myself. Uh, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, like the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like didn't, there was no room. I, uh-huh. and, I, and like this career is all consuming too, especially when you're coming up in it and you have to say yes to every little, yeah. you know, yeah. chicken shit gig. $500 yeah, gig exactly. in, in Iowa. And so there wasn't room for it. And I was like very career focused and obsessed and like, you know, for most of my 30s. And then I will say the pandemic happened mm. and then my dad died. 
And I like had this real like existential moment after my dad died where I was like, oh, like I feel I am ready now. And I, I like it's time to like it's time to really focus on that part of my life again because the career is doing fine. And like I, I, I definitely wanted and part of it was like so, you know, famously very religious upbringing, mm-hmm. very religious parents. We were fine. Like, in fact, my relationship with my dad was probably the best it had ever been right before he passed, which I'm uh, I'm very grateful yeah, for good, and very happy blessed for about. You, yeah. But we still never talked about me being gay because I was never in a relationship. And it's like, when why else, else would why you? Else would like, it come I up? got railed yeah, last exactly, night. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not telling them those stories. And so, <laughs> like, I finally, when my dad died, I was like, hey, mom, like, what would you do if I brought a guy home? Like, what What would that situation be? Would it be cool? Like, am I allowed? What's up? And I think because my dad died, mm. she was very much like, you know what? We're not on the same page on that part of your life exactly. But if you brought a guy home who loved you as much as, you know, you and, and you loved them and et cetera, like, we would love them as much as we love your brother-in-law. Aww. And it was like a huge watershed moment for me because I never in a million years growing up with my family the way that they were ever thought that would be something cool to do. And I, and hearing that really like put me in this mindset of like, okay, like I'm, I'm feeling kind of ready for the first time. And I had a very like specific set of criteria, um, (laughs) that I was looking for. And wait, I can't wait. Can you, are you going to tell us? Um, (laughs) impossibly hot, um, (laughs) parties at the same level as I do. And doesn't within the first 15 minutes of meeting me bring up how disgusting he thinks homeless people are. Oh, uh, Jesus. That yeah. that cuts out every man in LA. I know. It, it, people, I say that and people are like, does that, did I actually come up mm. a lot? Gay guys in LA are heartless. Savage. Savage. <laughs> and like, it, it was, it's, in, it's insane to me how often that would happen. Like, you're like, oh. insane enough that it became one of the top three things <laughs> I was looking for in a partner was for it just not to happen. And like, and so we met and then like, he was the first guy I met after I like sent out into the universe that I wanted to manifest. Do you believe for. in manifesting? I kind of do now. You should. Yeah, yeah I kind of do now. And so we met, um, it was in Mexico, in Puerto Vallarta, and it was like the first, it was like post-vaccines, but pre-Delta. Oh. And like, so we were like, we did it, we beat it. Yeah. We'll never see that bitch again. <laughs> you know, and that was sort of the energy of the air. And he was the first guy out that I met the first night out. And we like went home together, hooked up, walked out onto the beach, saw the sunrise, talked for that, you know, until the sun rose, and then like... You know, it was sort of like, okay, you know, you know, mm. on to the next yeah, yeah, now, yeah, you know, like that was it, great. It, it's a gay party weekend. Like it's just about Night numbers. One. It's about yes. numbers, you yes. know? <laughs> and then we kept seeing each other out and like, we would like want to hang out with each other and be like, but we'd both be like, if, if you want to go like, please. Uh, yeah. We were both so, we were both trying to be so chill about it. <laughs> and we were genuinely like yeah. the second night we hung out, we both went to um, like an afters orgy together. And that was like our second hookup. And we just sort of spent it like chatting and then we would like dip into our own, you know, moment and then come back and be like, you know, here we, here we are. And, it, and that vibe, I think at the start of our, of us knowing each other made the rest of it just so much easier. At the orgy, I'm picturing you hitting someone from the back, <laughs> him hitting the person from the front and you're just like talking and yeah, like yeah, having yeah, yeah. a great conversation over their back. Well, and I knew it was right because I lost my drugs 
at this party. And it was like, at, it was a, a large party with a DJ and everything. And there were just like different rooms for people to fuck yeah. in. And he helped me for like 40 minutes try and find these drugs. Oh my God. And then you know what the crazy part is? You know what the crazy part is? <laughs> I went to, at the orgy, I went to the Lost and Found because the orgy had a Lost had a, and Found. It was that big? And- Someone had turned in my no. drugs to and found. And I was like, you know what? This is community. Um, <laughs> this is what community means to me, that someone would do this. That is um, so beautiful. If they made a drug that created the same sensation in your brain as finding your drugs after you thought you lost them, <laughs> uh, be people would be OD'd. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, just OD on oh. every day. Um, but yeah, no. And so now we've been together. Uh, it's It's coming up on three years and like, um, wow, two and a half. But like well, it, you know, who's counting? I I like to push it forward because like I like, and he knows this. Like I'm fully gonna marry this man. Like you know, <gasps> and like I think we're sort of waiting for like an arbitrary amount of time. But I like I know it's gonna happen. Oh and my he knows gosh! It's and it's just sort of like the the only guessing game for him now is like when. when. Yeah, but it's established you will be the one proposing. I think so because I, you know, he is more of a bottom than I am. Okay, and so. That I almost said dragon, but that that's so wrong. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't. That wasn't a, a, no, ju- no, a value right. judgment at all. Bottoms. I'm just saying he takes a, a a slightly more like passive role. Sure, 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 and sure. It's not that I'm quote unquote the boy, yeah. and he's the, quote unquote the girl. It's just I think also I'm the one with the money for a ring. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I think you should hide the ring between your dick and your balls. Okay. So when he goes down on you, he's like, what is this yeah, like, yeah, yeah. thing right well, here? Well, maybe I'll propose with a straight up cock ring. Oh. You know? <gasps> there are no rules for us. We can do whatever we want. A cock ring, I'm picturing yeah. a cock ring with a, with fucking, a fucking diamond, diamond on yeah. it. Okay, Zales, we're there, ready for the- There is, there, the diamond industry is struggling. Have you seen these commercials <laughs> where they're trying to convince people to buy diamonds for your friends now? No. Because people aren't doing it for their their partners yeah, or lovers we're, anymore. Yeah, because we're hip no to one, it. Yeah, no one has money. And like, it's so funny that they're now pivoting to like, wouldn't you like to get your best friend a diamond? And it's like, no. no. <laughs> like, your dog walker, she yeah, could exactly. use a rock on her finger. <laughs> I don't care. Um. So yeah. I bet in LA though you could get people to buy diamonds for their pets. A diamond. I bet that's very true. Diamond actually. encrusted like yeah. collar. I want to be turned into a diamond after I die. <gasps> that's you know, a thing. Can, that's a thing. Did you know you can also be turned into a record, and it what? plays? It it'll play like eight minutes of something. What? Yeah. That won't even fit all too well Taylor's version. <laughs> Yeah, but we could put like some of the tracks from your special on it. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I want to <laughs> on my like death record. Um, Just play it. It sounds like you're fucking haunting mm-hmm, some house. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Okay, we're gonna get more into your sexual history in a minute. Okay. But the first official segment is this: just in and out and in again. It's sex in the news. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, first up, we have fan wears giant penis costume to college football game and is quickly ejected. Uh, fans of Houston State couldn't believe their eyes when one ballsy fan decided to attend their recent game dressed in a giant pe- penis costume. However, uh, shortly after appearing, he was escorted out by security. The response on social media has been hilarious with an overwhelmingly large number of people defending him, saying that it was totally unfair for him to be kicked out. Any questions? Any comments? Any concerns? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm of two minds on this. Like, one, it's like, yes, of course it's lame he got kicked out. Of yeah. course we support him. But on the same token, like, 
This is such straight boy humor to me where it's like, oh, I'm a dick. (laughs) You know, and it's like that. It's like, what's the point of view? What's the take? Sure. You know, like, why a penis? Is it just to make a splash? And like he did. He succeeded if that's the point. But like. I just need comedy and pranks to have a point of view. Is there any lore to this? Is yeah. There any, is the penis like who, in the, the who, game? Exactly. Was, was Did someone's, you know, balls pop out of their basketball oh. shorts? You know, like, what is the Why? reason? Because this is um, lowbrow. This is yeah. low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Literally. Penises aren't funny on their own. I mean, this is a pretty funny costume. Uh, I will say we're watching it now. It is pretty good. But And also, maybe they were just ejected because it was like a distraction to the game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would anybody in like a giant whatever costume that's, maybe also? That's a funny idea that the guys on the team were like, I'm being digmatized right now. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't focus. Staring at this cock this in the stands. This fucking cock in the stands, yeah. <laughs> this throbbing cock. I would actually be intrigued by a bunch of little dicks running all over oh, this. Oh, yeah. All over that. Dress up a bunch of little toddlers. <laughs> As I said, I was like, wait, them. no, because then kids are dressed oh up Oh, my God. Dicks. No, 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 no. Big penis costume as we see <laughs> little kids dressed in little sperms. Yeah, dressed as little sperms, just just chaotically, chaotically running around, running through. Now that's a prank. Okay. Yes. Um. Goals. Uh. Relationship. Family goals. Okay. Um. Number two. I kind of like this one, but I think you're gonna rip it to shreds. California doc proposes re- renaming genitals. California pediatrician Dr. Alana Scherer is purportedly calling for penises to be renamed as Audis and vaginas to be coined as innies in a bid to make medical terminology more inclusive. Um, Scherer is the latest doc to appeal for more inclusive terminology in medicine as understandings of gender and sex start to shift among the community at large. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I think that's kind of funny. It's kind of cute. And I, in fact, feel like I have met trans men who have described their their dick as an an innie. Yeah. That's um, lovely. I've, I've almost, I'm almost positive I've encountered this in the wild already. Uh-huh. And I feel like, great. Yeah. Uh, and like, then you can be like- It's so can, much easier. You can talk about it in public yeah. very freely. Yeah. Like, oh man, I want, I hope they suck my Audi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get confused. Is it Audi? Like the car? <laughs> you know? like That's my speech impediment that yeah. just popped out. Um <laughs> No, but I I fully support this. I mean, as long as we still get to call it cock. Sure. You know? Yeah. Which some people really don't like. I used to not. Really? Why? I don't get it. Me neither. I don't get it now. Like, why was I so gun shy? Cock definitely has like a weight to it. Cock feels to me the most sexual of of the terms for penis. Dick, I get, but dick is just so like it's also an insult. Frat, like, like yeah, uh-huh. it's like a president's it, uh, name. Yeah, it is very like joke. Like that's how I would describe it in a joke setup. Not, I would never get on stage and be like. So then I took out my cock. No, and like no, 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 no. no, no, It'd no. Be like I waved my dick around like a <laughs> yes. propeller. You know, like that is <laughs> yes. what that's the verbiage you use. So I, when I'm in a sex like situation, I'm always like. What? I'm not going to call it a penis. I'm not going to call it a dick. Like, what else do you want me to call it? A cock. Cock. Yeah. I love that. Penis on stage. Yeah. Cock. There's a in the streets and the sheets thing yeah, yeah, there, yeah. but we don't have time. Um, and this last one is wild. And I, a cannibal tribe uh, eats thieves as a punishment, devouring everything apart from penises. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the... Korowai tradition to perform cannibalistic rituals on anyone believed to be a kakua possessed by a demon. 
um, it's a part of a revenge-based justice system. It's funny. It it reeks of toxic masculinity. It really does. <laughs> How insecure you have to be that you have to eat your enemy instead. But of not the dick. But not the dick. They said no homo. <laughs> we'll eat you, but no homo. That'd be fucking gay. Yeah, it'd be fucking gay to put that dick in my mouth and chew. Put his Audi in yeah. my mouth. Um, <laughs> they also don't eat the hair and nails, which sure, I'm happy for them. Yeah, um, make a nice stock with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, the next the next part of this lovely show is what we were doing earlier, and it's just getting juicy yeah. with Joel Kim Booster. Let's do it. Yeah, right? Okay, so can you take us back to, like, the beginning? Do you remember the first thing that made you, like, horny or aware of sex or, like— Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like—I think I've even written about this in the past, but, like, the first sexual feelings that ever stirred in me were watching the Quantum Leap intro credits with Scott Bakula. Is he vaguely naked? He's kind of—in my— Four-year-old brain, I was like, that man is naked. Uh-huh. Looking at it, looking at it now, he's like just in a tight body, like tan bodysuit. Yes, yes. Not naked even a little bit. Sure. But you don't know what you don't know. Yep. And so I remember like really ha- like being like four or five and like really having intense sexual feelings for Scott Bakula in the quantum. Like I, I like could not wait for the quantum leap intro credits to happen. And that's when you had to like, there was no like replay. Mm -mm. You had to like be there and present for that opening sequence. Yeah. And then it was like the men of Baywatch obviously were a very early inspiration. Like I think I started (laughs) jerking off at like seven. Um, That was literally my next question. Yeah. To around seven, um, didn't start, didn't get the dick out of the underwear to do it until probably like eight or nine. Okay. It but was a I, soft launch. I was like through the underwear. Like I, for some reason it felt safer as long as I wasn't completely naked. Sure. So I would just like rub it on the outside of my underwear. You know, like, that I, I feel like, like that were, is a, a, okay. a, that's not like crazy. You know, I feel like a lot of us were doing that. No, no one in this room is crazy. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> However you want to rub your genitalia, this is a safe space to yeah. do it. Um, wait, when you said safer, was there like a weird air about sex in your household? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, it was I like mean, part of the reason I was homeschooled was because they didn't want me learning about sex. Wow. And like they, in fact, you know how how bathrooms have like and uh, like a uh, a fan and a heater sometimes yeah, too. Mine has My a... parents turned them off, like so disconnected them because she they knew my brother and I were were jerking off in the bathroom and didn't want us to. They want to listen for that, which flat, is flat, crazy flat. to me because I'm like. Okay, we're not allowed to have sex. Like, you got to give us masturbation. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Like, we're not. We're just not going to do any of it and wait for God to send us one of those horny dreams. <laughs> I was gonna like, say, wet dream is your only solution. Yeah. No, it's so crazy when. Like, I know a lot of Christians are like fine with masturbation. I know a lot of Christians are not fine with masturbation. Right. And those ones, I'm like, what is the what is the answer then? Wait, so then, were you having to find safe places to jerk off? Yeah, like you know, you, this well, is my this is my you take long showers, my fundraiser, my next thing. Um, okay, you take long showers. You do it like my brother and I shared a room until I was around like fourteen or fifteen. How old is how old? He's is two the years brother? older than me. Okay, okay. Um, and so like once my brother moved out of the room, it was a lot easier at yeah, night to like you know course. take care of business. And then like uh, otherwise, you know, we had bunk beds, so it was just like out of sight, out of mind. I know for a fact there were nights where we were both drinking. Off sure. And, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little trickle down. You just you you turn a blind eye. 
which is real easy to, with the amount that we were masturbating, made us go blind. <laughs> Harry palms and all. <laughs> um, do you remember your first sexual experience with another person? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So actually, not to get dark. No, it's but okay. like I used to play doctor with the neighbor boy. Sure. And I remember my sister like coming into us like fully naked at like we were probably like six or seven mm-hmm. at the time and like screaming. Oh. Um, like being like, Mom. Oh. Um, and it was like we didn't know it was of course. Time. We had no idea what the like, fuck. I have we were a doing. penis. You have yeah, a yeah, penis. Yeah, yeah. It's like kids exploring stuff yeah. like that. Um, but so I don't necessarily count that. But like my first sexual experience was sucking off my boyfriend Mike's uh, penis. Oh my god! I was just like Mike's uncle. Yeah, Mike's no, 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 like no. <laughs> my boy, my, my first gay boyfriend, first high school boyfriend. Um, he had just shown me a tape of his eighth grade production of The Music Man, no. and that apparently turned me on so much. <laughs> That I had to have it. You're like, put that fucking trombone in my <laughs> yeah. mouth, bitch. Well, he did this thing too. Like, we had been dating for a couple of weeks, probably at this point, and he was like, "We can't do anything. We can't do anything beyond making out. We like, I will not do anything beyond making out." And so then, like, <laughs> I was like, I would always like push the boundaries like, a little challenge bit and be like, "No," and he'd be like, "No." But then he did this thing where like he had set up that those were the boundaries, and so then I thought I was safe to like sort of go down, and I'd be like, "Oh, he's gonna stop me." And then he did it. He was like, go for it. And I was like, wait, now I feel tricked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like you were like very pro us not doing this. And then like the second I'm down here, you're like, okay. I guess yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, brilliant. Yeah, he is brilliant. Wait, you guys are, were how old? Uh, 16 or 17 probably. And this was like literally your first, like, did you have any experience with girls in between? No, no. Okay. Um, I, like I had girlfriends and crushes and things like that and I'd kiss girls Little before. Little pecs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd kiss girls, uh, uh, but not anybody. You know, ironically, the, the one girl that I remember having a very good, like, kiss with is not, was not actually a girl. Um. Oh, they transitioned? They transitioned <gasps> and they, they are he. And so the whole time, even even then, then you were I was like kissing I, boys. I was kissing boys, and I had no idea. I did not have the words for it. Neither did they. Um, but yeah, so um, that was that was high school for me. Were you out in high school? Yeah, I came out when I was sixteen. Um, like literally, was homeschooled until junior year of high school. Within a month, came out of the closet, sucked a dick, drank for the first time, smoked weed for the first time, shoplifted for the first time. Did it all, baby. That is wild to me. Yeah. You, okay, now this is not sex, but how, like, what was socialization like when up until junior year? Because junior year is like a very scary time yeah, to yeah, enter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was all church-based. Okay. It was all, like, through the church. That was my socialization. Okay. Um, was just church people and, and youth group and all of the activities that came along with youth group and stuff like that, so... That that's how I was getting in, and then you, but you openly you came out as gay in an environment where you knew it wasn't like cool. Was this like a rebellious thing? No, I mean I definitely came out in an environment that was perfect for it, aka a Cold Stone Creamery. Ugh. Um, like everyone should come out if you while working at a Cold Stone Creamery. At a Cold Stone Creamery, <laughs> this is now to the audience. <laughs> gotta have it. Yeah, like it, love it. Exactly. Gotta have it. It it was the safest place for a gay teen to, to work. <laughs> Because you're singing time. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lots of... And like... It, it was perfect. Like, 
it literally trained me for hand jobs because it's all <laughs> wrist strength at Cold Stone when you're pulling and you're scooping and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel, yeah. If only jizz tasted like that sweet, sweet cream. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no, so I was out at school for a full year and then my parents read my journal, which like I talk about this, full disclosure, in my first special and um, my journal literally just had entries in it that were like, guys, dicks I've sucked this week and then like a list of them. <laughs> So it was like, it was truly, they weren't even having to like sift through my dreams and it thoughts was like, and like, honey, here's a DNA sample. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, here it is, the headlines, <laughs> you know, like, and it was, yeah, pretty tough. Wait, that's so, okay. Were you sucking a lot of dick? Yeah. Where, where were you sourcing the dick? MySpace. Oh. Yeah. Literally, our, our, the Southwest suburbs of Chicago were, f- were rife with young gays. Yeah. At that time. Still. Um, and I would meet them all on MySpace and uh-huh. like, or through like speech team or like theater or something like that. Like the the normal ways gay teens sort of sure. socialize and find each other. But yeah, there was, there was plenty of, I had like more boyfriends in high school than I have had subsequently as an adult. <laughs> yeah. Hot commodity. Yeah. Um, wait, did you have any crazy, uh, I almost said, do you remember XY? Was that oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say, did you have any crazy MySpace experiences? Nothing crazy. Okay, no, okay. I like all my crazy experiences with like the apps and stuff like that happened in the Adam for Adam manhunt. Oh my god, era. Adam for Adam yeah. manhunt. Yeah. Cra- okay, Craigslist for me was God probably like middle of college or maybe senior year of co- I don't know when, but um, I would set an ad before I went to class and then I'd come back and like check what uh, like what I caught. You know, yeah, check your traps. And it was like always frat guys. Yeah, I had so much sex with frat guys in college. Mm-hmm. Shout out Acacia. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So you're sucking a bunch of dick in high school. That was your first boyfriend, though. Yeah. And then, where did did you like hit a hoe phase early on? Then, like, was it like? What was after high school like, sex-wise? I would not say, like, full hoe phase, because I just don't think I had the platform for it. Like, I just didn't, like, there weren't, even in college, there just weren't enough gay guys. Like, Where were you in college? It was a uh, small liberal arts school called Millican in Downstate, oh. Illinois. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of gay guys. I would say, like, not enough variety of them to, like, it was just, like, if you found one that you happened to be attracted to that also happened to be attracted to you, too, like, godsend. G- great. You know, like, I had one boyfriend in college and like hooked up with like a handful of other people. Um, but for the most part, like freshman year was pretty chaste. Like didn't, I didn't lose my anal virginity until the summer after my freshman year of college. Okay. Yeah. You're saving it for a special occasion. I And you know what? Boy, did I ever, because yeah? I was doing, I was doing this regional, I was working at this regional theater that was based out of SIU Carbondale and they had all the actors living in the dorms that summer. Mm-hmm. And then also randomly on our floor were these French exchange students. Oh, this is so hot. Yeah. This is fucking out of like a Sean Cody. And like, I would walk by one of their rooms all the time and like sort of make eyes. And uh-huh. like one time I just like got drunk enough and like poked my head in his door and I was like, oh my God, are you listening to Nora Jones? I love Nora Jones. <laughs> That was the line. Nora Jones. That was the line. Always be leading and to anal sex. When I tell you, not 20 minutes later, I was being, being penetrated. penetrated. Yeah. It was, and no lube, no prep. Could you remember what that was like? Do you remember what it was like to bottom with no prep? <laughs> to have spontaneous yeah. anal sex as a young 20 something. Yeah. 
That is, I was throwing my ass around oh. the city oh. of Chicago, oh. like with reckless abandon. Never douched one time, and <laughs> it was fine. It was totally it fine. It was fine. I, I never can recall even a, a close call. Oh my god, I had this kid over, twenty three year old over. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, and he was supposed to top, but then he he got like sort of nervous and like couldn't get hard, and I was like, okay, like I can top, and so well, I ended up topping, and then afterwards I was like, did you like prepare to do that before you came over? Like, because you were like, so, I, I sort like, of I I presented it as an option, and I expected him to be like, oh no no no, like I need to uh, shower, yeah or yeah yeah like yeah that. yeah, and he was like so going home about it, and I was like, and he was like no. He, I, he just said, no, my body, girl. And I was like, I remember what it was like to be 23. <laughs> I remember what it was like to be 23. And then, and then your body betrays you around yeah. 31, 32, yeah, 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 one yeah. time. And you're like, hmm, maybe it was a fluke. Nope. No. It, it's something about your body changes. I will say, these 23-year-olds are wild. Like, I need to stop. <laughs> like, one of them recently um, bit my foreskin and pulled it as as one you might, like a lip. Like uh-huh, during making like a, out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like pulled it, and it hurt. And I was like, I had to stop him and be like, "What? Where did you learn this? <laughs> who told you? Who taught you that?" Because he was cut, and I was like, "Who told you that we like this? Because we don't. <laughs> this hurt." I was like, "What porn is Gen Z watching that they that somebody saw this and disseminated?" He's like, "No, take the chip clip, grab the foreskin, yeah, it was like, pull it apart." <laughs> truly insane. <laughs> Then a couple months ago, I was at JFL and I hooked up with someone. And afterwards, I got for the very first time in my 35 year lifespan. Oh my God, it's so nice to have sex with an older guy. <gasps> and this bitch was 27. Oh, I was no. like, you are nipping at my heels, you fucker. Like, and you know what I did? All I did to elicit this response was after I had came, I offered him a glass of water. No. That's how low the bar is. No. That's how low the bar is for these young girls out there. He's like these 20 year olds be yeah. kicking sand exactly. on your face and <laughs> knocking you out the door. Exactly. Yeah. So I got that for the first time. And like, let's be clear, I basically looked younger than this boy. Of course you did. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I need to, I need to remind myself constantly that like, it's not always good. Like it's, it seems appealing to have sex with someone in their early twenties, but you forget how bad you were at sex back then. Uh, Most, I mean, like there were, there are kids, especially Gen Z who are probably starting early and, and by the time they're 23, you know, have learned a few things, but most of them, I will say. They need to no. practice on each other because yes. I'm not here to be a teaching hospital, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Their residency as a Jolcom Booster anal wing. Um, it, it's very horny puppy energy. Yeah. We're like, yeah. like just kind of thrashing about. Um, man, I had a, I had a, such a good thought about something that you brought up. But Sorry, it's, we've, no, been, <laughs> we've been going. I fucking humped it out of my head. Um, huh. Oh, under, do you have like a, a danger zone for like age at 23 is actually kind of like low. Yeah, no. I remember there was a time. Did you ever do colleges? One. One. Wow. Okay. And it was bad. Yeah. They're not always great because like oftentimes you're like, where's the theater? No, we're doing it in the cafeteria. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, cafeteria. Literally no one knew I was doing comedy. Yep. It was rainy. Everyone was watching TV. This girl goes, and now it's time for comedy turns off all the TVs. And now they're mad and, at you. Yes. And they go, 
huh? And they all have to look this way. It was bad. Yeah, no. I've had plenty of bad college experiences. But I, you know, and I was probably myself in my either early 30s or late 20s at this time and, like, was performing in a lot of colleges and fucking a lot of college students. Mm, And, like, mm. that seemed really fun. But, again, I kept running into the problem of, like, oh, they're bad. They're bad at this. And then it was, like, you know, as I got older, it just felt ickier, you know? And it's, like, I felt the need to, like, card... Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like, I'm not going down like this, Uh, you know? No. And it was like, if that is that, if I have to card, (laughs) then I should just say no, you know? You should have a bouncer. Because it's not even fun. It's not even worth the like, you know? And like, and the the thing you forget is like, at that age too, like, you are someone's, you become the story. A formative experience. And like, I do not want that pressure to be someone's formative sexual experience. Like, I don't think I ever took anyone's virginity by any means, but like still I remember what it was like. And now it's to the point where like I'll get messages from guys who are like 20 mm. and I'm like 30, I'm 35 and 15 years older than them at this point. And especially like when I'm home or like even younger than that, like I will get messages from people and I'll be like, you won't think this, you don't think this is weird now, mm-hmm. but you will then turn 35 and look back on all the guys who were fucking you who were in their thirties when you were 20 like, and be like, what was wrong with them? Yeah. Like, cause I know again, I was not good at sex and like, I get like, whatever. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. It's all legal. It's all above board. Like sure. there's context that needs, that's necessary. Some 20 year olds are ready for it. Some are not, mm. you know, but for case me, by case. yeah, case by case. But for me, I was like, I always tell them now, I'm like, you, this is, this is going to be weird for you eventually. And I don't want to be that guy totally for you. I've, I've apparently already been that guy enough for plenty of other people. <laughs> and, uh, but now at this point I'm like, I just, it's not worth it. For me. You read their journal. It's like, I sucked an old comedian's <laughs> dick today. <laughs> I sucked some geriatric <laughs> cock. <laughs> I go called daddy for the first time. That sucks. Like cause... probably a year ago now. And it caught me so off guard. I was like, I'm boy. Yeah. I'm you not are daddy. Boy. But I'm I I'm transitioning. I'm mm. I'm you know, I'm I'm just not I'm not there emotionally yet. You know, this I've been talking about this a lot recently where I'm actually kind of concerned because I'm going to, I will never be daddy. Like the, it is a blessing and a curse that I will always look like this Yeah. until I suddenly, I will skip over daddy and go straight to granddaddy. Crip keeper. And like, it's unfortunate because like being daddy sounds so fun, you know, but like, unfortunately I'm going to look 45 and still look 30. And it's like, that's no fun. That's not, that's not like what people look for in daddy. Totally. And then the, like. I don't know. Or they're like, going to see you on an app. It's like, oh, he's 45. But then you meet in person and you're like, oh, are yeah. you 45? Are you weirdly lying that you're older, older than you are? Yeah. I mean, it's a champagne problem for sure. But like, I, I want to have that phase. And you don't see a lot of Asian daddies. You really don't. No. Because I think there is this problem of like, they Looking just- too young. Yeah. They just age over it. And I think uh, y'all stay fit. mm and I think part of daddy to me, I don't know why though. Maybe it's dad bod culture. Maybe. Straight bleeding yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think of like, oh, you have to kind of let yourself go a yeah, little yeah, yeah. bit. But now that I think about it, there's a lot of like muscle daddies out there too. For sure. For sure. We could get you some I think fake hair. chest hair. Yeah, yeah. I think hair is the big part of it too is like, I'm like naturally smooth. What if you got implants, like, like hair, like hair the plugs Turkish on hair your, plugs? On yeah, yeah, yeah. On my chest. I, I would do consider. Do do that? No, I don't think so. Uh, um, my big thing is facial hair. I wish I could grow facial hair, but I can't. What's it like? It grows, it starts growing here and then grows off my face. What? Like a full Fu Manchu. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it's that could really come in. That could, come in, that could come in heinous. both. Actually, I will say you are at the level where you could I could make it. You could thing. start a trend. <laughs> you really could. I know I it. I don't I think you need to see it first and then <laughs> okay. make that the, the distinction. Next time I see you, I hope okay. you have a boom too. Okay. Okay, let's play a quick round of hot or not. Okay. So I'm just going to list some topics and you tell me if you find them hot okay. or not. So feet. Not. Very oh, much not. Okay, that was a hard no. Yeah, very much not. Do you have a problem? No, I, not problem. I don't with... like my own feet. Okay. I don't fuck with my feet. I will not fuck with your feet. Okay. Like, it's, yeah. And like, I'm like, I, 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 I give some grace to people who want to like do stuff to my feet. Sure, like suck a toe. But like, I just find it so deeply unsexy. I do not find my feet attractive. Like, it's just, I don't find feet attractive. It's like- they're the dirtiest part of your body, practice basic. Like I mean, you know, they like, could easily be. If yeah. you're walking around barefoot for two minutes yeah. in your own home, yeah. they're fucking nasty. Yeah. Having your toes sucked is very it's a, a, a wildly interesting feeling. I don't like it. Okay, that's fair. More really for me. Don't like it. Um and by that I mean I'll put somebody, my toes in your mouth. Somebody did reach out on Instagram recently and ask to uh, and offer to pay for a feet pictures of and for me. What did you charge them? Um, well, I said, I was like, what are you willing? Because here's the thing, like that doesn't bother me at all because it means nothing to me. Totally. It means literally, literally nothing, nothing. nothing to me. And he lowballed me. He was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, mm, I'm not sweetie, taking off my socks for a hundred dollars. No. Like my like, no. So <laughs> I was like, I shot back, I was like, how about five hundred? And he's still yet to, because like I was like, I'm gonna overshoot a little yes. bit. Like yes. negotiate Let's me meet down. in the middle. Come Let's on, meet at 300. Do you not watch Shark Tank? Like, come on. <laughs> but I like countered at 500, and he was like, for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was done. No one's chairs turned around. No. Um. Okay. Uh. Come. Hot. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite place that you want it to go or be placed? Um. For logistical reasons and logistical reasons alone. Inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as soon come outside of the body is so hot until you're dealing with the consequences. The yeah. yeah, and then you're sort of like you're doing that like weird thing where you're like trying to get up to get a towel, but it's gonna travel. But it's gonna travel, and then yeah. So I just think like both my come, other people's comes. Like let's just get it inside. Put it in something, and like. Comes kind of like snow in that way, where it's like beautiful to watch it fall, but once it hits the ground, it's a mess. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten it in my eye too many times. Like, Come it's in like the eye is a pain, unlike anything. No, it's, it's, it's next so to funny. sunscreen. It's such a it's such a negotiation too, because like sometimes guys will be like, "Can I come in your face?" And I'll be like, "Sure," and my eyes will be like like shut tight mm -hmm. I remember this guy one time he was like trying to come on my face and my <laughs> eyes were like so shut tight and he's like no look at me look at me and I was like, like I was like <laughs> like just like barely opening my eyes because I was like I know what you want to do I know what you want to do I will not get pink eye for you you want to render me blind yeah. for 17 minutes I will say that's the the, the crux of Getting a facial where I do understand the hotness and the concept, but like I want to see the come, I think, as it's coming. Yeah, but, but then it's such a catch 22. A yeah. disaster awaits. Yeah. Um, choking. Hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get like, um, I get more nervous choking like than I than do being choked. Being choked. Um, if and that's weird. That right? is, I, I almost said like, feel like that's a self esteem thing, no, but it's no, it's a, it's like a, like, you just I don't want to be hurt responsible. Somebody and I don't want to be responsible for that. And like, 
I have been choked. I have had sex with a porn star who famously will choke you until you pass out. And, and fuck you back to life. And then fuck you back to life. And like, I find that extremely hot <laughs> in a problematic way. But I like, wouldn't I like, I know this person. And so like, I was like, and I've seen him do it many times visually. So I, I was like, on okay. Film or? On film? On yeah. film. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure you. But like other guys, I'm like a oh. little more. <laughs> You're like, I, not you. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I just like, I could never do that. I could never like choke someone until they passed out. I'd be, it'd be so nervous. Like I definitely like will choke my boyfriend. And then like, sometimes that will like turn into something else where I'm like, remember to turn the exhaust fan on when you shower. (laughs) Otherwise there will be mold in the bathroom. Um, Wipe you know? the toilet seat exactly. down after you trim yeah, your Yeah, so pubes. like I try not to like. So that's a dicey situation too. But no, but in general, like I I do and I like it. Also, I'm realizing too the headlines read so differently. Like like comedian Joel Kim Booster kills man in sex act, yeah. or beloved comedian Joel Kim Booster dies, dies in sex act. Yeah. yeah. Two, two different ways to leave a legacy. Yeah, yeah, truly. Um, group sex. Oh, yes, hot. For okay. Sure. What's can you talk about your experience with group sex? Sure. I mean, I I don't know exactly where what angle you want to take it from, but like <laughs> I will say, like, I really I it's gotten a lot harder as I've become like more n- well known in gay spaces, sure. especially because like I was at an orgy recently in New York and like in the middle of fucking a guy. Like truly, like in him, and he was like, "Wait, you're that guy?" No, and like nothing gets me soft faster in a group sex situation than someone bringing up my work. I'm like, "Sir, I just want to be a fucking body in a space." Like, I do not want. Like, I had, a, I was at a different orgy um, the summer after Fire, like the summer of Fire Island coming sure. out last summer, and this. We like truly like in the middle of getting railed and like somebody came running up to me and was like, thank you so much for what you do for no. representation. And I was like, not the place. No. <laughs> not the place. You know, because then like, here's my thing with group sex as an Asian person, as a versatile Asian person who uh, there's like, who is a rep for the community. It is so <laughs> stressful for me now to be in group sex situations. Cause I have to look around and be like, are there other Asians topping? So that I can bottom right now, because oh, if not, then I have to top. Yes, you know. Yes, because, that's representation. Because, yeah, no, no, no. Because there is, I, I am so, I take it so seriously, and I'm like, I do not want the rep that all Asians are bottoms to be on my shoulders, <laughs> because I do enjoy topping. Totally. I am somebody who like, like my boyfriend and I have very similar types of men, but the big place that we deviate is that like I'm into like a little twink. Mm-hmm. that I want to fuck, you know, like bottoms. Basically, I'm attracted to bottoms, he's not. Um and like that is a real thing and like but sometimes like if I want to have a night where I'm like, well, I did all the work to prepare for yeah. this, so I'm going to bottom. Totally. Like it is stressful to like look around and be like, oh fuck, like I'm the only agent here and every, I, and I'm bottoming. So I everyone's clocking this and being like, oh, oh, I guess that thing that I thought was true is true. Agent their bottom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's so group sex has become very fraught for me. <laughs> I think we need to get you into an eyes wide shut situation yeah, with uh, like even just, just masks over the eye, like yeah. over here, you know? Yeah. Well, and I will say like, it is, be, if you know who I am, it's sort of like, 
if you're a cop, you have to tell me before we hook up. <laughs> because I will say, like, I hate when I get like to the end of the grinder hookup and I'm sending them on their way and they turn around and they're like, by the way, I'm a huge fan. And this I'm like, started happening oh to me. my God, I would not have been such a big time freak <laughs> if I knew you knew who I was. Like I would have dialed it down for sure if I knew that you knew who I was. Like, would have given it the commercial versus the exactly, theatrical. Exactly. And so it is like, it's always better to just tell me up front, you know? Wait, but okay, if they told you, does that, I mean, does that make you less interested? Um, it, it can, it can, like, uh, but I also understand that, like, I live in LA, a very key, in, you know, like, I, I li- listen, I'm not famous by any means, but, like, within gay spaces, like, I made a very gay movie that a lot of people saw. I'm like, there aren't a lot of prominent gay comedians that have been, you know, working. You're one of you the know. only gay male comedians I can think of with an hour special on Netflix. I, w- I was the first American gay male comedian. There we go. On, on that's, Netflix, I think which that's Which is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. I yeah. will say, like, the fact that it, it took until 2021 for there to be an American gay comic male comic yeah. with an, an hour on Netflix is crazy to me. Because we're and very if, funny. And like, I have so much imposter syndrome that I'm like, oh, I can't believe it was me. Uh, but like, no, no, no. And so like, I get that, like, I'm in LA, there's my, if I only wanted to fuck people who had no idea or no inkling of who I was, yeah. it's tough to do that in LA because it's such a, it's a minefield. Pop, pop culture city, you know, like totally. a lot of people do know. But when I do find that odd like person who has no fucking no clue, idea. it feels so good. And I will say it does not feel good to have sex with people who I think are only interested in me because of, of the success. Yeah. Um, like people, like my boyfriend will often be like, oh, I think you like pull more now than you did before. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't feel good to me though. Right. You know, like it doesn't, like I want people to want me because I'm fucking hot. Uh huh. You know, and not because they're like. (laughs) Not because I'm smart, talented, kind, funny. Yeah. None of that shit. (laughs) I want it to be on paper pictures only, you know, like that's it. I want those savage LA gays mm-hmm. to be thirsting over me. Yeah. Minus my credit list, my <laughs> ever growing exactly. list of credits. Exactly. Um <laughs> Okay, actually, let's transition to our final second to last segment actually. Okay. This is thoughts and prayers. This is where we hear from the sexy sexy listeners of the show. Um if you have any questions, comments, concerns, stories or anything like that, please send them in. Uh, email us at afterhourswithzachnoetowers at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. Or call us and leave us a voicemail at 323-473-4533. Email number one, teeny weenie. Guys seem to have some sort of instinctive need to hear that they're bigger than average and get some combination of defensive and angry if you even suggest that they're not. And they seem to be completely uncomprehending of a woman who prefers a smaller partner. It's cost me a few encounters that could have otherwise gone well. How do I communicate with men that I'm looking for someone with a small penis without them putting their backs up? Trish in Pennsylvania. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's like cannot relate to this at all. No, 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 no. It's just that I don't think there is a way to tell somebody that without. Oh, it's like the. I thought you were funny. I like your small dick. Yeah, it's like I like some things, some preferences. I actually think it's okay to keep some stuff behind the curtain. I really do. Wild how vocalizing certain preferences brings them into like a problem area. It's just like just, just, just go about your day, Mm -hmm. enjoy the things you enjoy, 
and just let it leave it there. You don't need to broadcast everything. Yeah. You do not need to broadcast everything. And I had, I find it hard to believe that this is her number one priority in a partner. <laughs> She's like, all these big dicks just keep yeah. popping out of nowhere. I'm sorry, honey, but that, like, the math is not mathing. Like, the average <laughs> is the average. Like, we know that. And, like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think there's a way to communicate to a guy that, like, I love this thing that, like, the entire world <laughs> thinks the is The opposite, bad. yeah. yeah. Like, it, it doesn't, I don't know, like, affirm them. And in fact, like, I think, like, aff- you don't have to lie to people and be like, oh, my God, this is so big. Like, I have a very, I, I love my penis. I have a great penis. But, like, it's not, like, massive. Sure, sure. And sometimes when bottoms are like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay, who is this for? Because I know it's not for me. Like, I don't, like, I don't need this theater that you're performing for me right now. Just enjoy it. Um, Use other adjectives. Yeah. Mm, so hard yeah, and yeah, yeah. strong. But like it is just like you don't have to do that for the guy. But like trust me, like I'm sure like we are all thinking about our dicks so much so often that like I just feel like it's t- it's so loaded. You just don't. Just avoid it. Yeah, just affirm them. Be like, I love your dick. I think your dick is so great. It's so perfect. It's perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. But like, don't be like, I love your small dick. Like, have some decorum. Although I think that should be a bumper sticker. I love your small dick. I love dick. your small dick, yeah. <laughs> All right, email number two. Am I weird? I had sex with my new boyfriend and swallowed his cum. He was taken aback, and now I'm worried if what I did is considered weird. Annie in Arizona. Um, I actually have experienced this as well. I find some guys... Um, because they don't like cum. They think it's weird no, that you like cum. I think uh, I think it's like considered very slutty. Really? Like I think it's considered oh like I travel in the like, wrong circles. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, 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 I say that this is a straight person, right? This is a, a it's uh, Annie a cis in Arizona. Woman. Yeah. So presumably like the straightest and the most yeah, yeah. womanist. Um <laughs> I think a lot of guys see that as like slut behavior. Even, and sometimes in the gay community too, I've experienced that too, where the people will like, be taken well, aback by that. Um because it's like you're taking a load, you yeah. know, like that's a pretty intimate thing. But it's going straight to um, stomach acid, baby. Yeah, no. Those sperm I, are going. Ah! I know. It's so much more preferable. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I feel like um, it's always a good idea to be like, where do you want it? Sure. Or like, you know. Do you like a focus group yeah. on where the cum should yeah. end up? Mm-hmm. That, but it's a very important part. I'll go to the end of a porno porno at the end of a porn film to see where the cum lands <laughs> just to no, see no absolutely well and i feel like you can kind of tell to which way they want it when by the the tenor of their i'm coming i'm coming you know sometimes there's a warning in that sometimes it's like joyful and sometimes it's like uh i'm coming like i'm coming get out of there final position yeah. <laughs> curtains up you know like <laughs> Places, places. <laughs> um, okay, last email. In a rut, or am I just bored? Are there are there ways a man can masturbate to completion without stroking his dick? Jerry in Utah. I mean, this is a straight man if I've ever heard one. Because, well. babe, let me tell you about your butt, okay? <laughs> like, there is such a thing. Like, I actually really hate when guys get up in there and, like, try to milk you. Oh, like I don't think that's happened to it's me. This, it's this it's a very specific kind of prostate stimulation like, where they're really like pushing on it and tr- and like I don't and you like need to pee that. feeling all yeah, of a sudden. I don't like, uh. I don't like that. I really don't like a ton of 
stimulation on the prostate itself. Like, sure. Uh, I, but like, it, it does feel good, obviously. But like, yeah, you can definitely like get a toy. Do you remember the first thing you put in your butt? I put a Sharpie in mine. Mm, I think it was. <laughs> Just another day at the office. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I put, I think it was probably like a, a dry erase marker. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for thoughts and prayers. Please send us your questions, your advice, uh, your scary stories, your funny stories. Uh, email them to afterhourswithzachnoetowers at gmail.com or call and leave us an anonymous voicemail at 323-473-4533. Can I tell you, that is like one of our big rules as an open couple is that like when we play separately, if I don't need to know about every hot, amazing hookup that he's had on sure. the side. But like the one thing our, our thing is, is like, if it's funny or weird, <laughs> you want to hear it, you need to tell me and we need to tell each other. Like the foreskin thing. Of course, I told yeah. him about that. Like, you know, and it's like if it's like an uneventful, like just regular run of the mill hot hookup, it's like, who cares? I don't right. need to know about that. Right. But like, oh, my God, like he hooked up in with someone while I was gone randomly in my office slash guest room. And in my office, I have like. My album picture, a fire, poster of Fire Island. Like Your a, accomplishments. A, a sh- yeah, all it's like my career wall. Love it. And I guess afterwards, the guy was like looking at it, and he was like, wow, you really like Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend's like, you have no idea, actually. <laughs> Does that um, guy not know that you are the he, boyfriend? He did not know that. Uh, he did not. My boyfriend did not disclose that that's who uh, he was dating. But then afterwards, he was like, yeah, that's my boyfriend, actually. What a dumb dumb. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Well, like, they were as a grinder hookup. So it was like, he doesn't know, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying to think, though. That's like stalker behavior. If I had a bunch of, like, your accomplishments framed mm-hmm. on my wall. Mm-hmm. Anyway. um, Okay, we've we've come to the very end. And this is where I humbly ask if you would join our montage. Okay. And that's our guest sex noise. Either real or fictitious or whatever comes to, to mind. I'm what it is. I'm not a big... I'm a talker. I'm not a big noisemaker okay. in sex. But let me see if I can conjure something. Like It's probably like... You know? And it's like that sort of like, is this person having there was, fun? There was fear in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, was yeah, fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna come! Yeah. <laughs> Um, Joel Kim Booster, you are such a treat and a joy. I have so much love and respect oh, for yeah. you. Same. I think Way you're really, you. truly brilliant. Um, can you tell people how they can like support you or find you? Yeah, you can find me at I Hate Joel Kim on both um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and um, and then I'll be at Sketchfest as well. And in, in the San meantime, Francisco. you can watch one of his two amazing specials, one of which is on Netflix. Called psychosexual. It's so funny. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Let's do a gay cruise soon. Oh my god, let's do a gay cruise soon. Uh, <laughs> the two of us. Oh, uh, and until next time, keep sucking and fucking. And before I go, you know what makes me really horny when people subscribe and review this podcast. So do that now. <laughs>